Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 47 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Marion Bouquet from voice.frenchy.com. How are you doing? Welcome. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, Marion's actually a special guest for a couple different reasons. Um, and in this episode, we're going to make a new announcement, uh, actually, that you guys can be excited about. It's a, um, I, won't, I won't say what it is yet, but life does change pretty quickly. <laughs> and... We're also going to talk about how to make money um, while traveling, uh, even even though you're just getting started. Uh, about And we're going to kind of talk about Marin's story, about how she started with blogging and with uh, Fiverr, and now that she's moved on to bigger and better things. Uh, and um, if you guys recognize her voice, um, it's because Marianne from voicethatfrenchy.com was, is actually the voice of the intro so hi welcome <laughs> hi again Joni how are you doing <laughs> yeah so uh, l- let's tell a story about how we met oh uh, that's a good question I actually forgot <laughs> oh yes I do remember we we met at a party which was at a monkey club and it was last year okay and so that's here in Chiang Mai in Thailand yeah uh, and you traveled a bit you went back to France for a while yes I went back to France in March and I just came back Okay, so I, have, I haven't really seen you in a few months. It's It's been a while, but we've known each other now for exactly a year, a little bit over a year. Mm-hmm. And life has changed a lot. Yes, pretty quickly. So when you were starting out, uh, when you, when I first met you here, you were, you know, I mean, what was your story? Like, why, what made you move to Chiang Mai? Um, so first I knew that place uh, just from traveling at first, and I was not working online at that time. Um, and it was in 2012, and I remember I came back, after a first trip uh, to spend the summer and figure out what I wanted to do with my life, especially professional life. And uh, I met my ex-boyfriend at that time who was a computer, he was into computer programming and uh, kind of rang a bell. I was like, wow, this world exists. And I had no idea. You can work online and travel at the same time. So I tried to think, uh, I started to think what I could do uh, to, to do this. And uh, first started, started with translation from uh, English to French. And uh, I quickly, uh, quickly got the opportunity to use my voice to record something that I translated. So when you, how did you find those transition gigs? Oh, uh, I found them um, on Odesk. Um, I actually heard from someone here in Chiang Mai that I could sign up there. Uh, and, uh, and there would be like a lot of uh, translation gigs. Um, so that's how I found my first job. Okay, so the first one, was it that you like listened to a French audio and then translated to English? or what? No, no, it was like a, just a script, an English uh, text mm-hmm. that I would have to translate in French. Okay, yeah. and then they asked you, say, hey, w- you know, you, you're French, would you, would you like to read this? And yeah. record it, or yeah, yeah. I, I don't exactly remember what it was, but like this client wanted me to record it, and uh, I actually used my crappy my crappy phone at that time, I think, mm-hmm. or MP3. And uh, even even though the sound wasn't great, I remember the client said that he loved my voice, and I had a like a special voice, and I should maybe do something with it. And at the same time, I figured out that yeah, I I had a lot of fun doing that, so why not trying? That's cool. So <laughs> that's what kind of brought you into the the voiceover. 
world. world. <laughs> exactly. I actually watched a movie about that recently. In her world? In her world. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah. In the world <laughs> where dinosaurs roam. <laughs> so, uh, so when I first met you, you had basically just gotten started in the voiceovers. And I remember... I told you, hey, I, I'm just starting a podcast, <laughs> yeah. and I actually need a an intro. Yeah, and it was perfect timing because you needed someone to do a demo, uh, and you also and I needed someone to make an intro. So that worked out, and now 47 episodes later, it's still the intro because it's great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was a that was great. So when you first started out, and it was hard to find clients because because now if someone wants to hire you uh you charge a lot more but you're a lot more professional you have a mm. better s- setup and better mm-hmm. mic and everything mm-hmm. but when you were first starting out you started on fiverr right actually no i started on odesk and mm-hmm. elance okay. uh yeah so this is where i got my first jobs but then i actually don't remember if that was you or someone else but i i heard of fiverr but since you know it's like the five dollar gigs i was not really attracted to this idea um but actually the, this was a great idea and mm-hmm. it was not really about making more money thanks to fiverr but like building my portfolio and thanks to all the gigs I got I've been able to like um, create my demo and then that I would use for my website and all those things so yeah I'm sure a lot of people mentioned Fiverr but I do I do remember specifically remember saying to you that even if you're just doing it to build up your demo reel Mm -hmm. then it's still good Mm -hmm. and you can maybe you can get some clients um, you know that are going to want bigger gigs repeat clients yeah I got a lot actually okay so uh, so how does Fiverr work? So you as a, I would say, talent, how how does it work on your side? Uh, well, you mean like what I charge or how it works? Yeah, because so like I've hired a lot of people for yeah. through Fiverr. Uh-huh. Um, I've used people to make, you know, uh, to do Photoshop skills mm-hmm. or to do little gigs here and there. So I know as a customer, it's really easy to go on, you know, browse or something mm-hmm. and, and buy a Fiverr gig. But as a, I guess, a, you know, as mm. a whatever the other side is. Beginner, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. How would you get started actually getting paid to yeah. do Fiverr gigs? So I think um, the lucky side for me is that I was a French voiceover. So there was only like two other male voiceovers, French male voiceovers there. And only, yeah, maybe two French girls, but they were not really active. So I got to get a lot of gigs pretty quickly, mm-hmm. uh, even though I had to start $5 for like 150 words, for example. That's how I started. But then thanks to, you know, all the feedback and then you you know you reach some levels i've been able to uh increase increase your rate on there increase my rate yeah okay so for a lot of people who've never used fiverr the way it works is you can find gigs with you know people will do things for five dollars and it could be um some editing uh they'll make you a funny sign they'll hold a funny sign in front of um, a tiger for you or you know (laughs) things like that and you might ask it's only five dollars. Why would I do this? And especially because you, you know, you don't actually get paid five dollars. Yeah, right. You get after the fees. You get how much? Uh, four. Four dollars. Twenty-five person they get. <laughs> yep. So a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to do work for four dollars. But I think, especially while starting out, it's actually not bad because if you think about it, um, if you batch them together, I mean, you can probably do a couple different gigs an hour, right? Like, how many yeah. can you do in an hour? You think? Uh, usually it's a lot, uh, uh, especially now because I, I tend to do them at the same time. Uh, but let's say like for me, it's easier to give you an average of okay. maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I do like six to 10 gigs a week okay. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And would you do that on one day or over 
course of a few days. It depends because uh, you, I usually de uh, deliver my files within four days, but sometimes you have people that buy the twenty the twenty four hour, you know, um, fast turnaround. Fast turnaround. Okay. So it only depends, but usually, yeah, I I do it like just once uh, once or twice a week. Okay. Mm. So when you batch it together, especially if you get enough orders. A lot of times you can be making $20 or $30 an hour even just because you're getting, you can fulfill four or five an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how people, a lot of people make money from it. And even more. <laughs> and more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's not $5. Usually the average of my uh, um, orders now are around $20. Okay. Yeah. And that's because people are at doing upgrades and add-ons. Like for, mm -hmm. you, for you specifically, mm -hmm. it's, they want more words. Or they want like a music track or something in the background. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, for so you, like five dollars per thirty words. Uh, obviously, if it's like a big script, uh, you know, I decrease my rate. That makes sense. Uh, and then I have like the you can add music in the background. I can uh, um, ooh, it's loud here. Uh, I can synchronize the audio to the video if they have one, mm -hmm. and uh, can also sometimes do a bit of bit of translation. Okay, and so like it. People don't have to have voiceover skills to go on Fiverr. They can basically do any skill. Like, and if you want an idea of it, just browse around and you'll see the most ridiculous things on there. <laughs> but I do think that the voiceover is pretty cool, especially if you have if you have another language skill. Um, so you know, you happen to be French and you speak English, and that was a great market. A lot of people mm. they want. Um, <laughs> people that speak English with a French accent. I, I know for me, for the intro, I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? And so that was, that fell perfectly. But if someone's just a native English speaker, they could still do it. Mm. But um, they're like a lot more competition, obviously. So they have, they have to find their niche mm. or, or be better. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I do like that. So you moved on from Fiverr and now you're doing kind of, you know, think, I, I remember in the beginning it was like, it was hard being out here in Chiang Mai, just starting out, not yeah. having income. And I remember, you know, you being on a very strict budget. Mm -hmm. how, how much is, has that changed? Uh, well, um, I, I mean, I can live comfortably now and I've been able, for example, to live in France this summer and pay a rent. So, yeah, and like I would say that in six months, I tripled my revenue. Wow, so, that's yeah. cool. And now, now this is... Your own company, like you're, yeah. you're your own boss. I'm my own boss, Johnny. Congratulations! Just like you. <laughs> that's actually well. That's actually the whole reason why I wanted to have you on the show is mm -hmm. not just to talk to you about about you know Fiverr or the voiceovers because that's interesting as well. Mm -hmm. But the fact that people can really you know find anything to do online mm -hmm. and make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a lot of friends back home that you know when you saw them they ask you what you do now that they're envious? They're what, sorry? Are they envious at all? or do they uh, They're kind of envious, but they're not ready to, you know, take the leap. What do you think is stops them from quitting their job and, and doing this? Just, you know, feeling security and having a safe job. And um, I just guess that the difference for me is that, as you said, I speak English. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to um, have a, lo a lot more opportunities. You know, it's easier for me to meet people that could inspire me than just being a French person that doesn't speak English. So they're, they, they have no idea of that world. You know? So anyone who is listening to this podcast that can understand English, you have no excuses. <laughs> if you hate your job, <laughs> quit it, move out here, live super cheap in the beginning. Like when you, when you first came out and you were on a budget, how, how cheaply were you able to live? I would leave it with uh, 400 euros a month. Okay. That's about $600, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it was fine. It was like, you still enjoyed life. 
Yes. <laughs> But I mean, um, for me, it's real. I guess you heard that often, especially like uh, with the lifestyle we have. But for me, it's not about making, you know, a lot of money. It's about creating that lifestyle that I like and that allows me to live the life that I want and just living comfortably with the amount of money that I need. Mm. And and um, it's It's been great to be able to come back to Chiang Mai to start that. I mean, I started in France, but I had to work another job because I couldn't afford living in France just with a voiceover thing, especially starting. But now, I mean, when I came back here, I had a lot more uh, time to focus on that, a lot more of energy, and I was around people that were doing the same thing. So it was just the perfect thing. So when you yeah. went back to France this summer, did you get a second job? N not at all. I, so I you were wow. So you were able to support... Yeah. Living in France is yeah. an expensive country just on your voiceover yes. jobs. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so very proud great. of you. And especially having a lot of like a lot of time for myself and doing the things that I wanted to do while there was great. So uh, a big announcement for everyone. Uh, well, actually, one of many announcements, but my girlfriend, Larissa, finally quit her job. I've been planting the seed in her head for <laughs> months. <laughs> That is awesome. And she, no one on her Facebook even knows so, because <laughs> she, I think she's, because um, she has a lot of her, co her coworkers don't know. She basically just decided, she's like, you know what? I can either keep working, you know, eight hours a day for someone else with all this BS and, <laughs> you know, not being happy and being stressed out. Or I can, you know, take the, take the chance and do my own thing. And it was, what was nice is, you know, we decided we figured out a way where we can transition a little bit easier. So instead mm -hmm. of her just starting off straight with her own business, I said, look, um, to make it easier, like, w you know, why don't you just find a part-time job? So instead of teaching full-time, why don't you teach, you know, t mm -hmm. or tutor a few hours a day and just make enough to cover your basic expenses. You don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And then for the rest of the day, the other, you know, four hours, you can work on your own projects. And she thought it was a great idea. Because uh, she's very independent, she doesn't want me to. You know, she never lets me pay for anything. You know, which is, which is, you know, most guys would love. But for me, I, I actually, honestly, I was just like, you know what? Let me let me just pay for you for for a month or two. Uh, it would just make my life easier because then you'd be less stressed. But you know, she's so independent. She's like, no, like I want to work. And then I said, I was like, you know what? Instead of getting another part-time teaching job, why don't you just work for me and help me with one of my dropshipping stores? And it worked out perfectly because I've been wanting to hire somebody to do very simple things. Like for example, I wanted somebody to go and contact everyone who's ever bought anything from my stores and just to follow up and just say, Hey, you know, how do you still like this product? Uh, you know, uh, thank you so much for shopping. Here's a coupon code that gives you free shipping and a little discount. Feel free to share this with your friends and family. So she's been doing that for the last two days. And so far, it's been great. You know, customers email back saying, hey, thank you. You know, you guys have the best customer service. I'm definitely <laughs> going to buy something again. Uh, or I'm going to give this coupon to one of my friends. And so it's one of those things where now she works for me in the morning. So from 8 to noon, uh, she helps me with my dropshipping stores while she gets to learn the back end of it. So mm -hmm. that way she can open her own in the future. Uh, and then in the afternoon, she has four hours or however long she wants to work on her own projects. So that way, you know, it's like a nice little buffer. That's awesome. Congrats, Larissa. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations, Larissa. And my goal is I'm definitely going to have her on the show once she starts crushing it as well and <laughs> share her story. Uh, so we saw each other again just a few days ago, mm -hmm. and things have changed a lot since then. Yeah. What, what has changed? Uh, what has changed? Well, um, uh, I don't know so many things. <laughs> Um, the lifestyle is still the same, mm -hmm. but it's maybe 
it's internal like I felt like within me I had changed a lot and I felt more uh, like I'm myself 100% uh, feel accomplished mm-hmm. um, and I feel also I noticed that more available to the world and I like saying mm-hmm. that because since I'm doing what I love um, and I have more time uh, to do all those other things I also have more time for my friends for my family for anyone around me that might need help or anything you know I feel like I'm in a place in my head and in my heart where I can you know be around people and uh, share my stories or just you know listen or, and I, I felt that change uh, really like uh, less stress in my life uh, less questioning be able to live more in the moment thanks to all this so I, you know I could see that as well I, I could see the confidence and the happiness that comes from you mm-hmm. and even like for example for today I, I messaged Marianne on Facebook and said hey let's uh, do the podcast you know do you want me to come to you or do, do you want to come out to, to Punta Bay's mm-hmm. and I think a year ago there might have been you know five other questions like how do I you know how do I get there um, you know is it going to be you know logistical questions or I don't know if I have time I have work things like that but now you're like okay I'll be there and <laughs> if anything you actually message me saying hey I got done with work early <laughs> do, you, do you want to do this earlier <laughs> Yeah. Well, honestly, uh, last year, I mean, a year back, I I was starting. So, you know, it's better to have a story to tell Mm -hmm. than, you know, just like if if it had been a year ago, maybe it wouldn't have been that interesting. (laughs) But But, uh, I mean, it's only one year. Think about it. If you mm -hmm. think about your friends back home when you went back to visit, how much has when you ask them, oh, what have you been up to? How Mm -hmm. much has actually changed for most people? Oh, we know the answer. (laughs) And and it's... To me, it's it's so sad. Like every time I go back to the U.S. and I see my friends, and I'm like, "Oh, what have you been up to?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, I went to um, Sutra." Disneyland. No, I didn't even say, well, they didn't even say that. They say like they've been to they went to Sutra last weekend, oh. and I'm like, "What is that?" You know, I was like, "Oh," and then I thought about it. I was like, "Wait, is Sutra that bar or that nightclub?" that mm-hmm. we used to go to every single weekend when we were in college. Mm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, the one in Newport Beach. And I'm like, man, it's been five years and you still go there? Mm-hmm. And I like, it, it almost, I don't, I try not to say anything, but it, to me, I'm like, man, that was five years ago that mm-hmm. we used to go. And it was cool because we were in college or right after college. And it was like the new club to go to, to be seen and, you mm-hmm. know, to go drink. And it's been five years and I haven't seen you in over a year and I ask you what have you been up to and that is the best answer you can give me mm-hmm. and to me it just breaks my heart because you know the people that we know now we ask them what have you been up to since the mm-hmm. last three months and they say to me oh yeah I just got back from Bali <laughs> we did a yoga retreat <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know I'll start a podcast or we you know like oh I you know we created this course mm-hmm. I mean life out here really seems like it changes quickly or quicker. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know, but I I just want to um, mm-hmm. to say something about what you yeah. just said because I don't necessarily agree. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, I have friends back home that haven't done that many things in a year compared to what I what I did. Mm-hmm. That okay, that's sure. But the thing is, for me, it's not. This is not the important thing. For me, it's like when I talk to them, are they happy with their life? You know, are they doing something that they love? Even if it means that they're staying the same place for a year and they're still going to the same bar, it doesn't make a difference to me. It's more about the way they express themselves, the what they convey when they speak, if they're happy with their life, with the, if they're happy with the people around them, you know? But obviously, there's a lot more chance that you, you get to hear people complaining because 
you know, it's, it's just not that easy to, you know, have this life sometimes. But I've seen a few friends that are still doing the same thing and they, they love their job, they love their life and family, you know, being in the same place, you know. So this is why I don't necessarily agree there, but I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Well, what's funny is, uh, like, if I look on my, my Facebook wall, <laughs> most of my friends, they complain about the job that they hate and they love complaining about it. <laughs> okay. And then once they do, every time they put up something that they, you know, that a complaint, everybody likes it, everyone comments. They're like, oh, yeah, me too. You uh, know, I know, what you, you know how you feel. And I told Larissa, I was like, you know what you should do is you should complain about your new job. <laughs> and, like, but you kind of do it in a, in a cheeky way where, so... Like, instead of saying, oh, I love my new job, like, the commute is so much shorter, just complain. Say, oh, I hate my new job. Like, it's such a far walk. It's, you know, it's almost 200 meters. <laughs> Actually, it's not even that far. From here to Pun Space, it was... <laughs> Less than 200 meters. And then I should say, um, you know, like, the next day, you can complain, like, oh, I hate my job. My boss never lets me, lets me make the coffee. He insists on making it himself. <laughs> <laughs> or the other thing that, that I make her do is I put a timer on her computer and I said, you have to take a break every 30 minutes. And she, at first she hated it. She okay. was like, no, I want to keep, you know, working on, you know, and mm-hmm. I said, no, you have to take a break every half an hour. Okay. So she should complain about that saying like, my boss makes me take too many breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> or Let's um, change the way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. And I think that um, if she did start, if she did put that on her Facebook, a lot of people actually would just, you know, kind of go along with it. Like, yeah, you know, I hate commutes too. Or I know what you mean. I hate this. Because <laughs> I think people like to just feel like everyone else is kind of in the same boat with mm-hmm. them, whether it's good or not. And the other people are going to, you know, kind of read between the lines and, and realize she's being ironic mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to hate her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. what I'm really excited about is being able to free up my time so I can work on other projects and have her. So she's actually my, my second official employee. I have one in the U S uh, that she answers all my calls. So, you know, but I only have her because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pay her $180 a month, which isn't that much, but we don't get that many calls. Maybe we get like two or three calls, um, a day. And, uh, I found her on Odesk and basically she has other gigs. So she does like writing or editing, things like that. And I just say, hey, when the you know two people call a day, uh, can you just pick up the call, pick up the phone mm-hmm. and try to help them? Um, and if you can't help them, just send me an email. So realistically, they're getting paid, you know, twenty dollars an hour, thirty dollars an hour because they're only on the phone for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's perfect because it frees up my time. Yeah, um, you don't have to think about it. And, exactly, mm-hmm. and you know, and once in a while, there's you know an important issue, and you know, the thing is, if someone buys something from my my online store and no one returns a call for 24 hours, and it's a voicemail. People hate that. Mm-hmm. People want to be able to pick up the phone mm-hmm. and have it be a live person. And what's really nice is there's no you know press one for sales, press two for <laughs> returns. It's just someone picks up the phone, like hi, <laughs> you know, uh, thank you for calling. How can I help you? And people <laughs> love that. It's great service and. Uh, if it's anything small, she just takes care of it. If not, you know, I, I take care of it um, when I get the email. But what's nice is now Larissa's there too, and she's my second, you know, part-time employee, and she's helping with all the other customer service stuff and bringing mm-hmm. in new sales. So now I can just basically <laughs> do whatever else I want. <laughs> Don't spray the ID too much though, because the voicemail gridding, I do a lot of voiceover oh, for you? that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think for the, for the voicemail gridings, I... <laughs> I think here's here's the 
here's who it works for and here's who it doesn't work for. I think if you want to give your company a perception that you're a big company, that you're a very big professional company, that's when it comes comes into play. Uh, for if you want to give the perception that you're a small business, that you guys are just focused on, you guys are like a family shop, mm. and you know if you come if you come uh, order with us, it's kind of like you know uh, ordering through like your neighborhood store, you know where we give you very personalized service. Then people are like you know just someone pick up the phone. But I definitely I I think there's always going to be a market for your for the kind of the big professional mm-hmm. um, you know press one for for john you know if you'd like to speak to the ceo john <laughs> johnny fd extension 3362 <laughs> uh, then i think there'll always be a market for that as well mm. um but so w- one thing i, w- I want to announce I'm, I'm really excited about is i kind of hinted at it before but i finally got got the time to write my second book <laughs> that's great congrats so, thank you very much merci beaucoup <laughs> so i'll be sending you a copy Marin, and you'll be one of the first person people to, to see it Woohoo! I'm excited <laughs> and uh basically the the only reason why i even had time to, to write it was because i'm i'm i have so much free time now that i have people like rosa and people like Teresa back in the u.s to help me with my business and People ask me, people have asked, you know, they're like, well, when are you going to write another book? And I actually always told them, I said, I'm not going to because it's actually a really crappy way to make money. Mm. So for, if any, anyone's looked at my blog, johnnyfd.com, there's income reports and you'll see that I make about $100 to $200 a month from my book, which actually is, you know, I think if you asked me this two years ago when I was, you know, pretty broke and I was just doing Muay Thai or scuba diving, I would have really liked that income. I would have been like, <laughs> that is awesome. I'm making almost $200 a month. And my apartment, you know, my rent is only $110 a month because I'm living in the cheapest place in Thailand. And I would have been like, you know, that gives me $70 to eat. I'm happy. <laughs> I can eat 30 baht Thai food every day. And that's actually my mentality. I mean, if you guys read my first book, 12 Weeks in Thailand, the entire book was dedicated to the good life on the cheap mm-hmm. and living for $600 a month or less. Uh, and it's crazy that a year and a half later, I'm sitting here with the second book published and the book is the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, I actually wanted to include uh, cost of living and things like that in, the, in this book. Um, Cause you know, a lot of people ask still, they're like, Oh, you know, like how much, you know, how much do you spend on, food now or how much is your accommodation uh so the place that we're sitting in right now is my apartment uh right behind pun space and it's 6,500 baht which is I don't know, 100 no 200 about 200 dollars a month uh and that's very cheap and my girlfriend lives next door so we both have studios <laughs> so we treat this one uh as like the tv room so we have a couch and the table <laughs> set up oh i get it now <laughs> yeah that's where the bed's pushed in the corner and then we have a little outdoor kitchen out there okay. and then we sleep in her room so to me it's kind of like having the convenience of having a, a two-bedroom place um and you know i have my closet here and then she has hers there you still have your own space and that's important yeah i like it and but you know we are actually looking into moving together but we just didn't want to start mm. um the process right when she started work, mm. working for me as well because yeah. i think it'll be too much 24 hour together or something. yeah mm. so and you know not even just that like just having a shop for let's say because mm. we were going to move into an unfurnished apartment and for those who want an idea of how much value you can get for your money out here, um, the place where Dan O'Donnell is, the guy that you just met, mm. 
right outside punt space and Ben Finnegan, mm-hmm. the other guy, mm-hmm. both of them have been on this podcast as well. They both moved into a building that is about 20 minutes away from from the central city or Neiman area, which is kind of the cool trend area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they live near Coffee Monster, which is the other co-working space. And it's also kind of in the suburbs. So it's kind of closer to the jungle area and it's quiet, it's na- you know, it's nature. It's, it's really nice out there. And it's this older Thai building, but it has a lot of rooms and it has a swimming pool. And downstairs, it has a massage place, a barber shop, a restaurant, a coffee shop. So everything you need. It's almost kind of like living in a like a older Thai jungle resort. <laughs> and they have a one bedroom apartment. So it's a, a big bedroom and then a big living room with a huge patio that is probably, I think their patio is about the size of this room. And uh, they pay, I think, nine or 10,000 a month. So it's less than 300 US a month mm. for this giant place. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So I think, but for a lot of people listening back home, they're like, yeah. man, I can't believe how cheap that mm-hmm. is. Because, you know, like for me, I don't mind living in studios because it's, it's convenient. I eat out every meal anyways. Mm-hmm. And I have a small kitchen, so I, I make like bacon and eggs here. But let's say I wanted to make French food. You know, if I wanted to bake something, there's you can't do that here. Yeah. You'd have to have a nice kitchen. Mm-hmm. So me and Larissa have, you know, thought, hey, you know, maybe we should move out there because it's first... You know, it's a nice place. And with the amount of money that we're going to save, we can just use that money to buy furniture. And Because even if we just leave the furniture, we don't even bother selling it, mm. you know, within six months, it pays for itself. So that's something kind of on the, the radar. And uh, our friends, uh, Mark and March, did, I don't, I know you them. know them. Mm-hmm. So they did that. So they used to stay in a really nice furnished apartment that was about 3000 baht a month, which is a lot for Thailand, yeah. which, is, which is 1000 US. And... You know, for those who are listening back in France or back in the States, a thousand a month isn't bad. That's actually like a pretty standard, play, you know, mm-hmm. price for like a kind of a small place. But theirs was what for Thailand was really expensive because mm-hmm. you can get, I mean, you can get places for half of that that are just mm-hmm. as nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason why they paid so much is they booked the place online before they mm-hmm. came. So this is a, a tip to everyone who's thinking about moving out to Thailand who hasn't read 12 Weeks in Thailand yet. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you just book a hotel for a few nights and then book the place that you want to stay once you actually get here. Because mm. I guarantee you end up spending less money and you'll find a lot more options. Mm. And you, you've got so many places to choose from and you can just like go apartment hunting the whole day with a scooter and up oh, easy. And it's fun. You kind of just mm. walk around. Mm. Like there's two places that we've been looking at uh, around here uh, that, because Neiman is my, my favorite area. Um, it's kind of like the lower east side i guess of the um of new york or like the or like sorry like west like more like west village of new york or like the south of market area in san francisco kind of like where all the coffee shops are mm. restaurants and we actually tried counting it the other day i think there are 50 coffee shops <laughs> within one square kilometer on, in Neiman, <laughs> wow. yeah. which is insane <laughs> and one of our goals is we want to eat at every single restaurant here and it's take and we tried a, a different restaurant every day and, and still and we've been here for six months and we still haven't finished. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very very cool place to live. But I would say um, life happens outside here. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would recommend to people, you know, if you want to look around um, online, you you can, but don't commit to anything till you get here because I guarantee you, all the great places are they don't they either have no website at all or they have a crappy website that doesn't even say that they have a monthly fee. 
So, but there is one place that if you guys want to look, it's called the Prestige, and that's um, near. It, it's maybe five or ten minutes away from from Pants Bay's and and this area, but it's still a good location. It's actually kind of near the Meyer Mall, and they built these brand new two story loft apartments. They're one bedrooms uh, upstairs, and they're they are beautiful. I mean, they they look like something out of some kind of modern design magazine. And downstairs. You know this huge uh, room with ki- you know kitchen, a washer, like washing machine, a nice balcony. You know, great design furniture, and the price is eighteen thousand dollars a month, which is about six hundred US. So, and that place, I looked at the website, and they nowhere on the website does it mention that they that they rented it out. <laughs> so, like, you know, these are kind of just examples of the things that you can get while, while living out here, especially if. If you start making a little bit more money, and and that's kind of the next thing I want to talk about is, I think it's really nice to to live out here on a budget and be have Chiang Mai as a, a way to kind of what we call bootstrapping, where you know you can start out and not worry about um, about how much money you're spending every month. But for me, you know, I really feel like in the beginning I enjoyed that. I enjoyed you know kind of living on a, the smallest budget I could, and I still liked it. I still like eating you know. Um, 30 baht Thai food. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy, you know, getting cheap massages or doing, you know, the free stuff around here. But you have to admit that once you started making more money and you're not as worried about your your income, the world really opens up here. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you had some nice weekend getaways. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and nice places. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I'm. I think you've experienced that as well now too. Where instead of you know, you know, only saying like, okay, I'm on a budget, I have to eat at the cheapest place. Now you've been enjoying like much nicer restaurants. Yeah, I've been allowing myself to do more nice stuff for sure. Yeah, and like like I said, you know, I, I make more money, but I also have more time because a year ago when I was here, I would work a lot. And so, I mean, this is this was part of the adventure, right? You can't like just you know make so much money like instantly and just uh, enjoy all those things around. You have to work hard for that. We all know that. Well, you know, I so I used to not like to work hard at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was my. You know, I actually talk about this in the book. Uh, but the reason why I I never wanted to work hard is my dad worked hard his entire life. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I saw that. I saw how hard he worked. You know, every day he would wake up at 5.30 in the morning and, and go to work and, you know, basically slave away. He worked jobs like he worked, you know, at a shipping uh, mm-hmm. office. And, you know, he would manually go and, and move boxes, you know, until mm-hmm. 5 p.m. And then he would work overtime just so he could make a little bit more money. And sometimes, you know, I mean, he'd be exhausted all the time. And he always, ta- you know, said to me, he's like, son, you have to work hard. And... I saw that and I saw that, you know, there wasn't really any rewards for it. You know, he just worked hard, but with almost no benefits to it. I mean, we were barely, you know, we, we grew up barely getting by and he was never happy. He was never around. And I'm like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So I did the exact opposite. I said, well, what is the opposite of working hard? And me work smart. And I, and, and mm-hmm. in the beginning it sounded logical. You know, that's how I, I what I told myself, I said, I'm only going to do, you know, the shortcuts because it's, you know, life is easier this way. Mm-hmm. So I basically shortcutted my way through school, shortcutted my way through through work, and I never worked hard at all. And I got by, you know, and like that entire first book is about, you know, how to basically, you know, just quit your job um, and live, you know, super cheap and not spend any money and just make enough money to get by. Mm-hmm. And that I, I don't regret doing it because I had a lot of good experiences. You know, I got to kind of see... 
uh, a lot of a lot of the world and do more time scuba dive and you know basically just backpack around and be be on the budget. But then about a year ago, I well exactly a year ago, I turned thirty two, and that's when I realized I was like, you know what, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> you know, I need to I need to build something. I need to actually you know have a real income. I need to make enough money where. If I needed to, I can do normal stuff. I can I can have a normal life back in the U.S., you know? Because just like you, like how you went back to France and you wanted to live a normal life for the summer, you know, if you were, you know, if you were only making $600 a month, there's no way you can do that. No. <laughs> you know, and you can do it in Chiang Mai, but mm. then that what that does is it closes all your opportunities. Mm. Where, where, you know, it basically we almost build another prison around us where we think that's what we want. And it is great for about a year, but I can't like, you know, can you imagine only having that option for the rest of your life? Mm. No. <laughs> right. So now I, th- I think, you know, by us working hard for this last year, now we have choice. Now we have opportunity. Mm. Choice, especially true. Like what, what kind of doors has that choice opened up for you? Um, well, being able to decide where I want to live, for, like that's one important thing, right? That's what we're looking for, uh, having this lifestyle. So yeah, being able to go back to France, pay for my ticket, stay as long as I want it. And, you know, living there knowing that this was, this didn't have to be permanent, you know, this was, was not feeling like I was trapped or anything. So, and here I am again, and I know that I'm, I'm leaving in a few weeks and I'm coming back. So yeah, it's, this is, yeah, specifically this. <laughs> yeah. And now, I mean, do you have any any other future plans? Anywhere else you want to travel to? Anywhere you oh, want to yeah. see? Oh yeah, I'm living on the 26th to Nepal. To this, I'm going back because I was there two two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but this time I'm going. I'm taking time off to trek the Annapurna. That's cool. So you're take. So you're leaving in about three weeks. Yeah. And how long are you gonna trek for? Um, two weeks, and wow, then nice. spend three uh, three other weeks uh, just enjoying my time painting and w- being with my friends, relaxing in Pokhara by a lake. You know. So you're going for five weeks. Yeah, I may try to come back earlier actually because I don't think <laughs> I can make it that long. Uh, you know, off work, but uh, but uh, yeah, four weeks for sure. So what are you telling your your customers? Because you're basically going to be in a mountain with no, with no internet connection. Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell them while you're gone? I already told them. Actually, I wrote like I sent each one of them an email saying that I would be off. Like I sent I sent it like three weeks ago. Um, so I would be off for that amount of time. Time, sorry. And that if they needed anything done um, within this period, uh, they would have to send it to me by September 15th or something. And actually, it was a good idea that I did that because thanks to that, I got like a few answers from clients that like rod back to me with work to do so yeah this is great so there's actually a clever marketing strategy <laughs> i'm learning a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean I, I think that's awesome because what that does is first you know it gets people to buy buy more so you, so you did make some money so right before the trip which i'm sure would be nice mm. to spend but also it it allows them to know like hey you know, you can't give me, any, me anything last minute. I'm going to be gone for a month. And do you think that by pausing your business for this month, it's going to have, you're going to be able to come back and basically get started again? Or do you yeah. think it's going to have a big impact? No, no, it's not going to have a big impact. And I know it because I have some ongoing clients for sure. But those one know that I'm I'm away and they, I, I warned them. So they sent me the work that needed to be done, right? Uh, other than that, I got always got new clients. And even though like I'm going to post my gigs on Fiverr, for example, or just be off uh, Elance and Odesk, I'm pretty sure that when I come back, they will still have jobs. You yeah, because you're still going to have the positive feedback yeah. on both Elance and Fiverr and Odesk. 
And also one important thing, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of the interview, is that since I'm French, uh, I signed up on those, uh, you know, English speaking websites. Uh, the market was pretty open for me and I got lucky because like 80 of my um, uh, clientele, sorry, uh, customers are mm. actually um, uh, English speakers, 80%. So only 20% of my customers are actually French. So this is why it's, I know there, there will always be jobs for me out there. <laughs> That's pretty. a good feeling to know. Yes, it's a good feeling. But still, I don't want to, you know, just take this so easily. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, I know I, I still manage to, uh, you know, build build up clients and uh, stay in a good relationship with them. You know, mm -hmm. like checking in and you know make sure everything's okay, things like that. So yeah, we know this is important. And at the end of the day, I mean, I'm sure they're happy with your work. You, you do mm -hmm. nice work. Um, for those who are curious, what, what kind of mic microphone do you use? Oh. Um, I use a TLM 103. So this is like the second best market. Uh, sorry, second best mic on the market. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are curious, I use uh, a cheaper mic, <laughs> much cheaper, but I actually started using two mics. Uh, it, this took me forever to figure out in on the Mac, but we basically have two USB mics plugged into my MacBook Air and we use something, I don't, I don't remember the name now, uh, but <laughs> basically what it does is it, It makes it look, seem like there's one channel going into um, into the Mac, and I'll, I'll you know what I'll do is I'll I'll write something kind of quick on the show notes. Uh, so if you want to check that out, it's episode 47 of the Child Like Boss podcast, um, where I'll I'll have a link to how to actually do it because it took me literally a month to figure out how to <laughs> how to get two mics to work. <laughs> But hopefully the audio quality is better now that that we we're not sharing a mic and it's also more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, right. Because now we're actually sitting across from each other instead of. Being right next to each other, sharing one mic. That's awesome. I like this. <laughs> yeah, so it's a nice kind of a nice setup. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also have a list of all the all the podcasting equipment I use um, for those who are interested in starting out. Because to me, I mean, a year ago I had no idea what I was doing podcasting, and now we're 47 episodes in, which is insane. You know, and I'm sure you know two years ago when you were just starting out with voiceovers, it, you've learned tons since then as well. Tons of what, sorry? Like you just learned so much oh. about, you know, now you're a super pro. <laughs> I would say, well, okay, <laughs> super pro, a boss. <laughs> I'm actually curious, what, what, are, what are some of your clients? Like, what do they ask? Like, what kind of companies are there and what do they ask you to do? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I was expecting you to ask this question, actually. But uh, so the, the specialties I cover mostly, um, usually I do a lot of VO for, um, you know, uh, in like those videos for internet marketing like like business that are trying to sell a product or um services so you have a lot of those 3d or 2d you know animated videos mm. you see that a lot on the internet so i do a lot of these and i do a lot of uh, voicemail readings uh french or bilingual english and french and do a lot of video for mobile applications student stories uh yeah okay so this is like the main thing <laughs> Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of you guys are listening. If you guys need a voiceover artist, <laughs> you guys can check her out. So your website is? VoiceThatFrenchie.com. Yep. I-E, not yeah. Y. Well, it turns out I, I can't spell Frenchie, so <laughs> I'll, I'll have a link to it as well. Um, so that's, that's really it. Right. And I also have a Facebook page, same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can find our Facebook.com uh, slash VoiceThatFrenchie, and mm -hmm. I'll have a link to that as well. Yeah. And uh, makes very excited that... The new book, Life Changes Quick, is now available. <laughs> so go to lifechangesquick 
com, and it's going to be on Amazon soon. Uh, it's going to be a paperback soon, or you can download the PDF. And uh, right now, I'm actually going to I'm, I'm actually going to lower the price by twenty percent, just so I can get pe- it in the hands of everyone listening. And all I ask you guys to do is please spread the word, uh, let everyone know, because this book is really about telling the story. I mean, because life has changed so quickly in the since the last year. I mean, since the last time when we really hung out or mm-hmm. last time I saw you, I was, you know, I think I had, at that time I had just started getting in shape, but right mm. before that I yeah. was so overweight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, no, I was pretty fat when I met you, I think. I, I wouldn't say you were pretty fat, but you definitely changed. <laughs> Thank you. And now I can say it. <laughs> uh, and I was single. Yeah. And now I'm basically moving in with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Exciting. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm really happy, you know, we have a great relationship as well. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, and, you know, I think I at that time I had started my e-commerce store already, so I was already doing okay business-wise, but I definitely wasn't doing as well as I'm now. Uh, and the best thing is now both of us have free time, so we both make enough money where we can basically mm-hmm. do whatever we want out here. But we also have the freedom of time, which to me is priceless, uh, and that's the only reason why I even had time to buy this book. I mean, to write this book. So. Buy this book. <laughs> <laughs> buy it. Yep. Did you hear uh, that? Buy it. <laughs> and and seriously, uh, I really appreciate if you guys leave a review because the only the only way that it's really going to take off is during the first month. If enough people leave nice reviews on Amazon, then it blows up and it really spreads the word. So if you guys like the show, uh, I really really appreciate you guys going going on at, on LifeChangesQuick.com or on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And buying the book and leaving a nice five-star review because, mm-hmm. to me, that is the best thing you guys can do. Uh, thank you, guys. And thank you, Marianne, for being on the show. Thank you, Johnny. Check out Johnny's new book, Life Changes Quick. Get a six-pack, get stupid rich, and fall in love. All by this time next year. Save 20% by ordering at lifechangesquick.com. And make sure you leave a review on Amazon. Au revoir. Merci. Merci.